Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachat Yerovim, Dafayin, Bet, Amur Aleph. About to take a look at the sixth Mishnah of the sixth parak. Chamishach Avurot, Shavtu Betraklin Echad. So imagine a uh, very large house. There was five different groups who were spending Shabbat there, each in their own room, or in different parts of the large room. Each chavura has to make its own independent eruv. Beitel says one for everybody. And Beitel all agree that if some of them are in separate rooms or in lofts, each chavura needs its own eruv. So Rav Nachman's take is machloket b'msifas. The machloket, if they, is if they're divided just by a little uh, symbolic sort of uh, divider, mechitza sarab. But if there's a ten tfachim high mechitza between them, then Beitela will agree that each chavura is separated and needs its own eruv. Then they could be ma'ari between them. Amri Nachman is another version. The machloket is even b'msifas. Meaning that they, they disagree about a machitza asara, but Hillel says it could be together. And the description continues also to a mesifas. who was this Talmud Mufak of Rebbe, and Rebbe's son, Rebbe Shimon, had a machloket. We hear often about their disagreements, and sometimes we hear that we don't know who had which position, but we know the two positions are. One has the machloket as being only if the mechitzot go all the way to the ceiling, in which case Beit Hillel still says one eruv for everybody, and Beit Shammai says separate. Chitzot shemigel tikraf. They don't reach the ceiling. Then divakol yivuchad the cholan. Beit Shammai would agree. This is now much more lenient from Nachman. The opposite, the machloket is only if they don't reach the roof. If they reach the roof, then each chavura needs its own. So now we have a challenge, and we've got four different approaches, Rav Nachman 1, Rav Nachman 2, and then one of Rav Chia, Rav Shemarebi, and the other one. <coughs> so this will be a challenge to some, maybe support to others. Am Rav Yehuda has sabar. Particular Rabbi They did not disagree about mechitzot that reach all the way to the ceiling, which supports the second of the last pieces. The machlok was only about mechitzot that don't make it all the way up, in which case, they have one eruv, but if they make all the way to the ceiling, then they have to be separated. Now, according to the second of the Rabchia approach, so, Tiyufta, that's certainly a challenge. And according to the other one of those, Siata. Now, according to the first version of Rav Nachman, Tiyufta, that he's reproved, because he said even ten, they agree. And here, the disagreement is uh, much higher. But according to the other version, Rav Nachman said even, they did even disagree about Masifas, so this bright should disprove that, which means this bright is really only going to support one. So Malav Nachman, no. Nachman could answer according to that version. They disagree about Mechitza, they disagree about Mesifas, they disagree all over. Meaning that they disagree about a Tikra that comes almost all the way up to the ceiling and all the way down to a low one. 
So why is the machloket rechitza? I'll show you how strong that hill will go to show you that even one that's that high, as long as it doesn't reach the ceiling, you could still be ma'ariv together. This is a famous approach. Why not have the machloket be about the low one to show you how far Beit Shammai will go, that even though it's so low, they're separated? The answer is koach if we prefer to show the heter. We rule like that brighter. So Rachmar Yitzchak Manitin Amidekan the Mandin will actually Mishnah will actually support that position. The Machloket is only if it reaches almost to the ceiling, but if it totally goes to the ceiling, then they agree that it's separate. The end of the Mishnah said that Beit Hawel agrees that if they are in separate rooms, they need a separate uh, a separate area for each. So my chalav maliot. What do you mean by rooms and lofts? Either machadim chalav mashaliot maliot. No, I mean really rooms and really lofts. Pshita. That's a no-brainer. They're in a separate place. Alav kein chalav kein maliot. Must mean like separate rooms or like a loft. Ma'niyam chitzor magil atikra. Meaning that they're walled off all the way to the ceiling. Shema mina. At that point, Bihil will agree, and so therefore the machloket is only when it's mechitzot that don't make it all the way to the ceiling. Okay. Tanav medvarim amurim. Now, when does any of this apply about these the groups that are in one tracheline? That's when they put their eruv elsewhere. In other words, they're being ma'ariv, and now they're putting it with somebody else in the tracheline or some other place in the chatzer. But if the eruv was coming to then, then all the groups are together. Now, now the following brayta then follows whose opinion? Five guys collected the Eruv. When they then decide to connect it to another Chatzer, Eruv Achadachulan. The whole group is connected. So, Kaman Kibet Hillel, it sounds like Bet Hillel. There's another version of our limitation. When the Eruv comes to them, then we have the Machloket. Then, but he agrees to Beit Shammai that you need separate. In which case, then this brighter that says that when you've collected an eruv and now you're going to connect to another chaser and you take it over there, you only need to do one for everybody. That doesn't fit Beit Shammai or Beit Hill according to that version. Okay, the next Mishnah. Also about groups together, what are they considered one and when not? So you have a bunch of brothers that are all eating literally at their father's table, which means they regularly eat together. But they sleep in their separate houses in other houses of the Chatzer. So everyone has to participate in an Eruv, and they're not considered to be unified. So if one of them forgot to join the Eruv, everybody else, and as we saw earlier. Now, when is this? That's if they're taking their Eruv to, let's say, another Chatzer. But if the Eruv is coming to them, if there's nobody else living in the Chatzer besides the brothers, then they're okay. I'll have to see what this is about. So now, the first point here is, so it sounds, <coughs> from a simple read of our Mishnah, that makom linagorem, which means where you sleep is where you, your residence is. So even if you eat every meal together, if you sleep in a separate area, then that makes that a separate residence. 
And that's difficult because it's not at all clear to us that that's the case. Indeed, we seem to follow the idea that makom pital goreim, where you eat, is what identifies the residents. So Rav says what we're talking here is about is not a case where they actually eat with father. When they come to father, he gives them food and then they go home and eat it. Let's say you have a guardhouse or some sort of a portico, some sort of balcony in somebody else's chatzeros. You don't affect them for a roof. But beta tevan, beta bakar, beta itzim, beta otzarot, a storehouse or a barn or a wood storage house or some other storage house, or is oseralav. Then you're considered a resident and you're oser. Yudah disagrees and says it's got to be a residence. The idea is a home, human domicile. And I'm Rabbi Yehuda in this Brayta. There was a particular Ben Napacha who had five Chatserot in Usha. He was an absentee owner. He did live there. He doesn't count. He doesn't have a domicile there. And therefore, he is not Oser. He has to actually be a residence. He has to be a place that's fit for habitation. Now, my Makom Dira, what defines that? Ravamar Makom Pita, meaning the place where you eat. Shmuel Amar Makom Lina, where you sleep. All right, so now, this is what we were referring to earlier, Meitave, watch this challenge. Haroim Vakayatsin Vaburganim Shemei Peirot, also the people who are field workers, shepherds and, and harvesters and guards, etc. Is Manshtakan the Linbayir, if they sleep in the city or in Kanshayir. Now, this is for Ev Tchumin. They count as Manshayir, and their Tchum goes out like everybody else in the city. If they sleep out in the field, they have 2,000 from where they sleep. Which proves, this goes against Rav. The answer is, and these are people, by the way, who come into the city to eat. But here we know that if these guys could have someone bring their food out to them in the field, that would be better for them. They don't want to have to schlep into the city every day to eat. They have to, because nobody brings them food. Which means they regard their main residence, if they sleep outside, as outside. Here we have another example of this uh, sad story of Rav Yosef. He says, I never heard this. Abai says to him, as we've seen many times, you told it to us. And you, you, you made it as a comment about the following. Exactly what we had in our Gemara. We're talking about guys who get their food and then take it, because really, where you eat is the main thing, and therefore, these guys who come and eat in the city should that should prove that makomli na goreim? Said no, because they would ideally eat out there also. Let's say a guy has five wives and he gives them all food to their homes. They don't live in his house. And he's got five servants who all get their food also from their master. So he says the nashim are all considered one. They don't need an eruv. has the opposite. So Amara, my time Rabbi Rambam, why does Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba say that the Avadim are considered to be part of the household but not the women? Dichtiv, the Daniel bitra Malka, the Daniel is seen at the gate of the king. And the point is that Daniel is a servant to Nebuchadnezzar in the story of Daniel. The idea is that he uh, really is uh, connected to the household. Okay, good. Now, Pshita, Bene Yitzel Aviv, Amran. So if a son is with his father, then he's uh, he's included. 
that we just saw machloket about a woman to her husband and a slave to his master, whether they're considered connected or not if they sleep elsewhere. What about a student with his rabbi? The rav who was Bey Rav Chia said, We don't have to make an Eruv. We are students of Rabbi Chia, and he's the one who feeds us, and so therefore we don't need to make an Eruv. Rabbi Chia, Bey Rabbi Amar, when Rabbi Chia was in Bey Rabbi, he said, uh, it's very possible that in the first case, it's actually Rav, Rav Chia's nephew, who was saying this about the rest of the students. And Rav Chia had said the same thing in a generation earlier about Rebbe. Okay, So Abai asked Rav the following, Five guys collected their Eruv together, and then they're going to go connect it to another Chatzer. They're going to take it elsewhere. Can this one Eruv now connect, or do they all have to make a new Eruv with the new place? He said, one. In the case of brothers, they're all as if they've collected because they get their food together. Mishnah said they need separate eruvin. That's only if they have other people living there. Since those other guys asra on them, so therefore the brothers also answer on each other. And the, it's, the Mishnah supports that because it says that's only if you bring your eruv elsewhere. If the Eruv was coming to them, nobody else lives with them, they don't need to make an Eruv, that it's only because of the other Diurin. We have students who eat out in the field. They come and sleep in like the dormitory. How do we measure their Tchum? From the house, from the dorm, or from the place where they eat? You do it from the dormitory. But think about this. When you set up an Eruv, you put the food out there, you sleep in your house, we measure from the Eruv. So there, there the answer is, in that case we see, uh, here we can see what's going on. The guy put his Eruv out in the middle of the because he wanted to reestablish his residence. Here we also see that they come into the house to sleep every night. After all, with the guys who are sleeping out in the field, um, if they uh, that are eating out in the field, if they could sleep out there, they 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 would uh, they'd be able to they would want to do it. Sorry, but here with in the in the case of the guy who puts his eruv out. If he could possibly sleep out there, that'd be fine. He's trying to reestablish his residence. He can't because in the middle of nowhere. And in this case, when these guys are getting their food out in the field, they would certainly be happier to eat it in the dorm. But they can't. So therefore, uh, we know that it's based on where you ideally would like to be, just like we had earlier with the case of the Eruv, the Eruv Chatzerot. Baram Bacham Rav Chisdam, asked his father-in-law, Avu b'no you say that a father with his son or a rab with his Talmud are like Rabim and they have to make an Eruv or Yechidim like they're one and no Eruv. And also, you say that their Mavui is now considered like a public Mavui and has the Kula of only needing a Lachir Korah. Any Tabalach Korah, maybe it's like a Chatzar needs more. So Amrlei Tinitua said, "Avu b'no harabe talmido." In that case, bizman she'ini mahendi urin. If there's nobody else there, herenki yechidim, they're like private citizens. 
meaning like one unit. They don't need to make an Erev Chatzerot. On the other hand, we give their Mavui, the Kula of a Mavui, as if it had multiple Chatzerot. And you only need Lechi Vekorah. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up with the five Chatzerot open to each other and open to the Mavui at the very bottom of Ein Gimel Amad Aleph. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.